Welcome to What a Beautiful Podcast, episode 41, the only JoJo podcast on the internet. That's right, I'll say it, the only one that matters. I'm Jack. I'm Andy. That's really harsh. There's other JoJo podcasts out there. They're probably better than ours, honestly. But I've never listened to them, therefore how can I know that they're real and not just... (laughs) fiction at the all right at the very least they definitely probably do a better job of the act of podcasting that we do maybe not as entertaining and fun loving as we are but it's definitely a higher quality product we got pop filters we have decent microphones we're basically professional <laughs> podcasters like I, I i don't know what else we could do like us uh nah. <laughs> You know, episode 41. Yeah, this is episode 41. We're What a Beautiful Podcast, and we're going to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure today. Is that cool? Is that cool with you, Jack? Nah. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's talk about, I don't know, the ocean. There's, there's a lot of stuff in there. You want to talk about some deep sea creatures and how they're the worst? They're the worst things ever? You don't like the deep sea? No! no. Oh. They're actual real-life monsters. I mean, that's what makes it so cool. It's like actual aliens, but they're right there. (laughs) But anyway, so... Speaking of the deep sea, we're going to do High Priestess this week. Right, so High Priestess is the last arc before the split. The, mm. the major split of of the of the two super arcs in Stardust Crusaders. The and schism. Yeah, it's, it's the merge. So, like, that's pretty cool. Uh, High Priestess itself is okay, I guess. <laughs> it's it's more of a vehicle for good character interaction than, like, a good stand fight. Yeah, so, when we start out, uh, Polnareff jumps out of the trees with this oh, I bizarre love, I, look I, on his face. <laughs> hey, guys, you won't believe this. Guess who I just ran into? <laughs> Meanwhile, all of Judgment happened, I guess, with the, th- the other three of them had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like Ebony Devil. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone was just downstairs. Polnareff, we were worried about you. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> Guess who I met, Mr. Joestar? Prepare to be blown away. Behold. Da 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 da. Surprise! That bastard Aftal is alive. <laughs> Alright, let's go. Well then. <laughs> and everyone's just very nonplus. It's like, hey, Abdul, what's up? It's been a while. What are you doing? Is your wound okay? <laughs> and everyone besides Polnareff, has no eyes. Like, just that black mask, um, the Adam Jensen look, as I like to think of it. I, I have to imagine that, like, this happens a lot. <laughs> like, I wonder why Iraqi decided to draw eyes on Polnareff but not the rest of them. Maybe it just well, wasn't eyes, worth eyes, no doing. nose. <laughs> yeah. Also, while and, I'm thinking about it, one of yes. our uh, Twitter followers pointed out that the return of Avdol may have had to do with uh, editorial mandate, which is a neat oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he was probably a popular character. and uh, Well, I had always just been under the assumption that it was just like him responding to fan outcry, but I guess it might have been more than just a... It might have been a more required of him than I originally thought. Well, it might have been fan outcry leading to his editor to being like, hey, you gotta put this guy, you gotta put Mr. Yu-Gi-Oh back in, come on, let's do it. <laughs> we're, all, we're all in this together, fucking... You ageless vampire man. Well, I guess it's kind of weird to think that there was a time where Rocky wasn't just a super mangaka and still had people telling him what to do. Well, even when you're super mangaka, like, you still got editors. 
Yeah, but like, I, I don't not... I don't think there's anybody telling him what he can and cannot put into Jajolian. Well, no. Like, and I say everyone has an air editor, but uh, Togashi, Togashi, the guy who did Yu uh, Yu Hakusho and continues to do Hunter x Hunter, probably doesn't really have an editor at this point because he can just do whatever the hell he wants. Editors like, are usually good things. There's a lot of stories about, like, uh, the the original, like, Dragon Ball manga would have been in a complete disaster if it wasn't for uh, Toriyama's editor telling him what, n- what not to do. Because there's things oh, okay. like... Uh, it's a it, there's like some interview where Toriyama admitted that like the Android uh, saga would not have had Cell or Seventeen or Eighteen in it if uh, it wasn't for his editor. Like it was just gonna be the old guy and the fat guy. <laughs> wow. So you know, editors. And that's are one good. of the most loved arcs, right? Yeah, and it was gonna be really weird until his editor was like, "Hey, maybe you should make the bad guys a little bit more relatable." And yeah, <laughs> Rocky. Uh, sorry, Toriyama was just like, "Hmm, I guess." Yeah, maybe. And drew some hip teens. <laughs> drew some very hip teens. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so Abdal's back, and uh, uh, Joey is not impressed. Yeah, and it turns out everyone, uh, Abdul just uh, survived, and it was cool. And he, they hid him away so the enemy wouldn't know. Um, and they didn't tell Polnareff, because if they told Polnareff, he would tell the enemy. It's not too... Yeah, it's kind uh, of weird. So, basically, everybody knew the entire time. Which, yeah, that's why... Which is some bullshit. Let's be real yeah. here. That's some bullshit. <laughs> well, Kakyoin's face at the beginning of Judgment, he was like, oh. That, like, that one beat panel was like, oh. Maybe he knew that we were going to see Abdul. Who knows? Who cares? Uh, look at Polnareff jump straight into the air like a cat. It's just like, what? Hey, I said wait, you assholes! <laughs> look at this one panel where Polnareff suddenly has, like, weirdly drawn lips. Like, the... Oh, yeah, like, he's got these, like, thick lips. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, everyone was lying. Um, and this is... Okay, so the reason they give for this... By the way, old Abdul was just Abdul in disguise. It, just clearing that up real quick. When is that uh, even confirmed? If it even is... Oh, no, he says it right page. here. Yeah, oh, that was me in me. disguise. Yeah, I'm sorry, Polnareff. What There's the a, fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, Polnareff. There's a reason I came to this island in disguise. Um. Oh, yeah. We needed to buy something without our enemies know. Without our enemies know. It was a very conspicuous purchase, so I disguised himself as a rich Arab when he bought it. What did you buy? It's almost here. Come on, let's go now. Oh, what did Joey buy? He bought a fucking submarine. Hell yeah. <laughs> the shortest-lived submarine that there has <laughs> ever been. Furthering, you know, just another form of transportation that just does not work out. No. Oh, I just noticed that in the anime, uh, this submarine has Hail to You written on it. Or hail for you, something like that. Oh, yeah, and it doesn't here. Also, the samurai, the samurai. Sorry, I've been watching Samurai Jack. Uh, <laughs> the submarine looks like shit in the uh, in the anime, right? Wasn't it CG? I can't remember, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Or am I thinking of the submarine from Lost? I'm sorry. There's the very sub- few. There's very <laughs> few submarines. Lost confused with JoJo. <laughs> Because I know there's a piece of fiction I've consumed with a really shitty-looking submarine in it, 
and I can't remember if it was one or the other of the two shows I've seen with a submarine in it. <laughs> Excuse me. You don't submarine chain. <laughs> Point B. Anyway, so like, we go on to the next page. We get like a nice uh, layout of all of the stand users that they have encountered so far. Like, oh, man, I love this. It's this very well of, drawn. There's a lot of stuff that happened so far. It doesn't really I would, feel I would like get it. This is it's... like a like a a wall scroll. Yeah, it's like if it doesn't feel like so much has happened because a lot of it is complete nonsense. But man, we've seen a lot of stuff. Yeah, and the only Arcana that we have not seen yet, well, besides High Priestess, which we see this chapter, is the Fool. Oh, where are we gonna see that? I wonder. Oh, oh whoa! But yeah, yes. I just, I just really like this. I like all these tarot cards, these classy Kispo ass. Showing uh, the their their most fucking roundabout uh, trip to Egypt oh, from God. Japan of all time. Oh man, it's fantastic. What, man? Why didn't they just take a couple planes? Like, just flip a coin. Come on. Like, I just, like, don't uh, understand. All right, here's something I really don't understand. I guess I should have thought about this way back, but why... And maybe I'm just forgetting already. But why <laughs> did they take a boat from Hong Kong to Singapore instead of just cutting straight across uh, Asia to Calcutta? Um... Hmm. Because they took a boat. Uh... Yikes. Mm, don't really know. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, maybe it said something, but I honestly can't remember. I'm not going to get hung up on it, but it's just worth pointing out, I guess. <laughs> it's weird. But anyway, so this sub is, like, well-equipped. They got coffee cups and a periscope, and Avdol's really stoked about the periscope. Because he can see the coast of Africa. We're almost there! Oh, and then and, this, alright, then here is the, the, here's where another meme came from. Oh, yes, at last, we finally made it to Egypt. Yeah, finally, Egypt, huh? Yes, mm. finally here. So, yeah, this gets, finally here. during the, uh, the beautiful, beautiful days of uh, JoJo Friday, which I hope return to us soon, uh, is the meme, uh, ah, yes, it's finally Friday. Yes, Friday. I mean, I've seen this used for, like, a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's always the one that I I saw the most. But uh, but yeah, that's that's another meme. But anyway, so they're drinking their coffee. And all of a sudden, Joey's coffee cup freaks Explodes out, into razor blades, and cuts off his hand for like the fifth time, and shoves <laughs> shoves shoves a bunch of his fingers into his own neck. What the? Why does why is his um his mechanical stump uh blacked out? why uh censoring i don't know but and, uh and this is like this is the only like bad injury that the, any of these guys ever suffer because it's one that can be healed like instantly and... yeah because you know again how convenient that it's his mechanical hand that gets chopped off like uh, you think that these always... stand people would know that joey has a mechanical hand <laughs> Yeah, so this is High Priestess. It's like a little gremlin-looking thing. He's got like a tiki mask face. Yeah, and it can. Kind of looks like a. Any... Kind of looks like a fucked up Furby, if I'm being honest. With weird muscular arms, I don't like it. Yeah, he's not great, but uh, 
Jotaro snaps right too. Gives him a nice fresh aura right out of the uh, right out of the sub. Doesn't quite work because then it just turns into a gauge. Because High Priestess can turn into any kind of metal, plastic, d- d- inorganic substance. It, like okay, that's cool. Um, and now they're just stuck in this submarine with it. And now it opened a hole. And now they're going to sink and drown. So that's good. <sighs> just, just stuck in a submarine. Oh, Not dude, a good this place is this is where also my favorite scene in the anime happens. Like the oh, best which scene, one? the the secret handshake. Oh, we'll get to the secret handshake. <laughs> um, I want to point out the little bubble uh, Polnareff saying like, "Every vehicle we use keeps getting destroyed." <laughs> oh wow, Polnareff! Crazy. Yeah, do you see which gauge the stand turned into? Uh, I I think it turned into this one. Uh, Jotaro goes to punch it, and Kakuyan just gets ganked from behind because it turned into a lamp instead. And it's like, all right, that's neat. It's mm, okay. Yeah, it's this his, uh, this is kind of hackneyed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, this is like a pretty pretty bad B movie plot. Like, yeah, it's just like, oh man, which thing is the stand? Oh, we're all gonna get hurt a little bit, but eventually they'll figure out which one it is. Quickly, so Avdol has the, the bright idea room. of closing the door and trapping them, <laughs> trapping the stand inside the other half of the sub. And what? It turned into the handle for the door. Oh, impossible! <laughs> it moved so fast, and it transformed into the door handle. Um, but then Jotaro grabs it with. Uh, good old sp and it's just like holding it and it's like yeah every you got it he caught it and it's like all right what do we do now oh it turns into a giant razor blade and slices star platinum's hand up gross oh boy all right that's fine um it kind of laughs at everybody and seeps out of the submarine so everyone's just like, oh god, we gotta get out of here. We're under, we're under the water. This is not where we should be. Let's all go scuba diving. <laughs> <laughs> and Polnareff speaks for all of us. It's like, now we're scuba diving? I've never done this before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I like the panel that's just like a scuba mask. Yeah, like, it's like this like really well drawn scuba mask. <laughs> oh man. It's not even a scuba mask, it's just a snorkel. What are they going to do with snorkel? Well, it's a scuba mask and a snorkel. The the regulator is the thing that gives them the thing. Right. Mask. The mask is made from soft rubber, so it sticks tightly to your face from the water pressure. The glass is tempered and pressure resistant. If you're on the surface, do not take off your mask, as that means help. Instead, you keep it around your neck. You got that? Okay. You got it. I I tried to recreate this pose that Joey is doing here on the cover of High Priestess Part 3. Um, not great. Recreate the <laughs> like, pose with what? Your body? Yeah. Like, <laughs> something's really fucked up about where his elbow is. <laughs> and it, and his hand is missing, and that's hilarious. But, like... I also like the BC jacket, and it's just... I forgot what BC stands for, but it's basically a floating device. <laughs> Oh, this is just a Rocky talking right towards us. It's like, I went diving once. I liked it. <laughs> I didn't bother to research this, but uh, he's like, he's like, guys, guys, listen, we do a lot of these pages like this. This one I got real lazy for, so uh, yeah. let's just 
let's just move on. And Joey's trying to put everything on. It's like, it's hard to get this stuff on with only one hand. Has anyone here scuba dived before? No. No. I have not. And it's just, alright, everyone's gonna die. Yeah, we're, we're totally <laughs> fucked. And Joey's taking the time to explain some diving uh, things to everybody, like how a regulator works, certain hand signals. And then the, <laughs> the best part is, like, Abdul comes in, it's like, can't we just talk using our stands? Right, I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> but I know a hand signal message of my own, too. And then Polnareff, straight-faced, uh, does his hand signal, which means, in Japanese, I can see your underwear. <laughs> and <laughs> he and Kakyoin have a good moment where they kind of do, like, a rocket power handshake here. Like, and uh, the way it's done in the anime is amazing. Oh, it's fantastic. Amazing. And a good Joey moment is... The enemy is right behind us, and we could die any time. Stop fucking around and let's go. <laughs> While he's hooked over the ladder with his stump. <laughs> all right, so, so now they're all saying it's water. all good, and then they're gonna go get out of the sub. And of course, High Priestess Polnareff turns. It up. Yeah, High Priestess like turned into Polnareff's breathing mask and bites Regulator. his lip. Regulator. Regulator. Fuck. Be a terrible diver. <laughs> And uh, crawls right in Polnareff's mouth. Hmm. Good. That's great. That's great. And (laughs) glurp as it crawls into his throat. And then both uh, Hermit Purple and Hierophant Green get some some work done here. Going up inside Polnareff to pull through his nose to pull out or force out High Priestess. And it's just really gross looking. (laughs) That can't be pleasant at all. We got her. No, not yet. It's transforming into something else now. A gun! (laughs) (laughs) It turned into a spear gun and then fires uh, at the guys leaving the sub. Oh, it does say for you on it. See? It's on the other side. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Um, But now it's trapped in the sub. No, it's not. They're just, just swimming along, looking at all these fish. It's like, ah, this is good. Uh, Watch out. Just watch yourself. If she does come after us, she'll probably transform into a screw on our gear or something. Just watch for moving rocks and pebbles. And they see the tunnels that they were looking for so they can swim up through these tunnels and surface in Egypt. And everything's fine. Oh, God. And we'll win. And it's great. No. Yeah, and then they realize what it is, and oh god, it's horrifying. <laughs> so the seabed turns into High Priestess, and it's just a giant face, and it opens its mouth to uh, suck him down into its craw. Ah, we're being sucked in. Impossible. How is it so big? What the? What's this stand size? What's with its strength? It was so small a while ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do the uh the Brad Neely voice for High Priestess. Excuse me. <laughs> you guys are so stupid. Oh, you didn't even realize the entire seabed is full of minerals. I hate this face so much, and just yeah. as a quick update, we're on High Priestess Part 4, Chapter 182, <laughs> and it's <laughs> Oh god. It's I hate it so teeth. much. It's all teeth. Um 
The stand's power is increased because the user is nearby. She must be very close. Exactly. I'm on the shore seven meters from here, but High Priestess will chew you to bits, so you will never see my face. And they're just in a mouth. They're uh, they're getting bored right now, to be honest. Oh yeah. How are they aware that this user is a woman? Did it did it say that? Uh, I think Abdul said that before. Oh, it, okay. It, uh, that it's Midler and she's a woman. Oh uh, okay. We got a really <laughs> great uh, holy shit bubble over here. Uh, in where? Right oh, after, shut up, you lying bastards. Oh, you're getting ahead. This is a good moment. Oh, I'm ahead. Oh, oh oops. We're in its mouth. We haven't been sucked down its throat yet. Jotaro. Jotaro, you're my type of guy, so doing this will be very hard for me. It's a shame I have to digest you with my high priestess, though. <laughs> and <laughs> Polnareff, uh, channeling his inner, inner Dennis, uh, whispers something to uh, J Jorts. It's like, yar, yar, do I have to say that? Say it. Come on. Just hurry up and say it. Midler. I would like to see your face. You could be my type of girl. I think I'm falling for you. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And the next panel is just ellipses followed by a heart. <laughs> yeah, extremely good. And everybody trying to hit on Midler so she doesn't swallow them. It's like, I, I think she's a very good looking girl. I can tell by listening to her voice. Indeed. I get the impression of an elegant woman. Doesn't she... Doesn't she sound like Audrey Hepburn? If only I were 30 years younger. <laughs> and then, <laughs> shut up, you lying bastards. Uh, and Joey goes, holy shit. Everyone gets the uh, the tumble around this tongue. On this giant tongue. Uh, Jorts gets tongue slapped. Some blood comes out of him. Who knows from where. Um, and is going to be crushed by this giant molar. And just as it comes down... Uh, SP with the save with hair looking like a bird. <laughs> and and either this is the only time SP ever talks or Jotaro is speaking through Star Platinum, which doesn't really make sense. Because I think they're in air right now. I don't know. But Star Platinum talks so, so strong, too great. Because these teeth are as hard as diamonds. Um, and Jorts and is crushed. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. Um, save Jotaro. Get him out of there. And he is crushed. And his tank explodes. And then they hear something. And it's SP aura-oring its way out of this giant tooth. The most... The, like, the best dentistry that stand is ever done oh it's perfect and the happiest star platinum has looked in a while oh it, great it's face. A great that's a time. great that's a great star platinum face just like, ha -ha! hey um hey let's let's get out of here <laughs> and he just punches all the way out of uh midler's tooth mouth and they're done it's like yar yar well, those are some pretty strong teeth, but I still busted through them. I guess your diamonds were a little low on calcium. Got them. Wrecked. Should have got the uh, should have got the uh, Tropicana with calcium. 
bitch. Oh god. <laughs> you can, they say you can't taste it, but you can always taste it. It it doesn't it doesn't. Look, taste the calcium, good. you can taste the calcium. You can taste the calcium. And they get up on shore, just emerging from the sea, like some beautiful sea animals. Uh, and they see a woman lying on the shore, just like unconscious. And <laughs> this exchange, like Joey, like, hey, there's a woman lying over there. It's Midler, the user of the High Priestess. What do we do? Is she done for now? I'll see if she looks hot. She has a nice body. <laughs> As <laughs> Polnareff hustles over and goes to look. No. Well, Polnareff, no, no comment. Don't, Don't look, look at this. At this. <laughs> Her teeth are all busted up. There's no point in looking. I'm a shithead. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and this final panel for High Priestess. Um, wait, really? Wow. Um, anyway, we're finally in Egypt. It usually takes 20 hours to get here by plane, yet it took us 30 days. We've been to a lot of places, like inside a brain and in dreams. Dreams? What are you talking about, Caculine? Oh, that's right. You guys don't know. Like, <laughs> I just love the phrase, we've been to a lot of places, like inside a brain and in dreams. In dreams. And that's High Priestess. And that's where we're going to leave right now. And yeah, it's definitely worth pointing out. finally going to finish off. It's worth uh, pointing out in the anime... Uh, mm. They add a really great scene to the end of this because it was the end of the season where they just like they like strike an awesome pose as the music cuts in and it's great. oh that's right oh, anime is good yeah it it didn't need to be as long as it was but it's still good also oh, yeah. look at this Joey face that I'm look at look you're, at that you're just send me the Joey face while we're doing this I I meant to point it out earlier because and I sniffed it but I forgot. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I'm Dirty Dan. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so yeah, back to the podcast that we're doing. Um, he says as he turns around to grab his book. <laughs> yes, so I got the book here, and we're going to go back to Rohan at the Louvre that we abandoned two episodes ago. The so, Louvre, uh, which is definitely in France. Did you bookmark this time, Jack? <laughs> God knows I didn't. Oh, God. So we left off with the guy getting his face, like schwarped open on the ceiling oh i think i think it's it's definitely not a schlorp i think it's well actually like, the book describes it as a blorf oh like a blorsh i feel like there's a like a rip sound in there like a schlorip like a schlorp right so, anyway, we... so our friends just say oh good god it's horrible plop 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 oh there we are plop 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 but, but what's wrong with him? What the? He was hit on the head. Something went through his skull. Went through? What the hell? Man, who are all these people? No, I'm just kidding. I know. I, I know our boy, Rohan. These <laughs> other people don't matter. Um, in there. Something's in there. I saw a shadow behind the painting. Something, something moved, moved back, back there. there. Oh, it's a bunch of people. Mm. The police. Call the police. <laughs> and what the fuck? <laughs> What Dude, the fuck? So, this shit gets so violent. I can't believe that they just like this is like an, an endorsed uh, Louvre official merchandise. This is so violent. Did anyone at the Louvre actually read all of it? Yeah. Uh, because what happens? Um, I think this is a curator man. Um, some suddenly tire tracks appear and run him over, flattening uh, parts of his body and a good third of his face. 
this close-up at his face on the bottom mm-hmm. of the next page is just oh my god you can see part of his eye got like it looks you... like somebody it went into his eye with a fucking ice cream scooper yeah oh it's you you were the car accident we don't know what that is yet then he's flung up into the floor and now he's dead Rest in and pieces. We... what what's going on what have we gotten into these people are they art thieves no this feeling all this blood it's too twisted who are they and how many of them are there um because now we see that there's like four zombie looking people coming out of the room that the painting was in and the lady tour guide i think uh starts running up the stairs and she meets someone coming down them and oh these are bad looking people oh hang on that grandmother looking uh woman is the grandmother from magic boy bt the oh? fuck yeah i'm pretty sure Oh, okay. I, I I haven't read Magic Boy BT, so I wouldn't recognize it, but... Yeah, maybe Araki just likes to use um, old character designs? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so she's, like, screaming for help. There's a little boy there, and then she's, like, afraid of the little boy. As yeah, I would we, be, too. Yeah, and we come we back. back. We come back to our other friend, who's just like, You! That's impossible! No, I saw you on the battlefield during the war. Oh my the, god, what the is The war. What, what is you, happening? What, what are, are you doing, doing here at the Louvre? No, get back. No, don't come any closer. Um and then he's riddled with bullets and well, invisible. Let's stand bullets right. presumably. Um presumably these guys are stand users with this just be this being like a a weird a weird spin-off. We don't really like get into well, that. We, yeah, we don't know what they are yet, but we do find out. And Rohan's internal monologue, we're just rushing through. It's like, all these people, who are they? Ghosts? Ghosts. What did they do to that fire? <laughs> Fuck Ghosts. They shot him down? But how? And the woman uh, at the top of the stairs, Pierre? Is that you, Pierre? As she's getting swarmed by these ghost zombie people. And, oh, no, this is Rohan's grandma. I don't know. Uh, The old woman. But, Grandma, what are you doing here? Is that you really you, Grandma? You died last year. So, we we figured out, like, these are all dead people. Pierre, no, it's not possible. What happened to you? Why have you come back? Um, And it's like, that's my grandfather over there. He died 12 years ago. What's going on? Why, who are these people? Why Japanese people here? Oh, that's an unfortunate typo. Um, and he pulls out Heaven's Door to try to do something. Uh, and it opens the face of one of these apparitions. And the book just says death, death, death over and over and over. That's actually kind of neat. I guess I never really thought what happened if he used Heaven's Door on a dead guy. And like... Yeah, he's just... well. Their pages of the pages of their book speak only of death. These beings are the living dead. They're lifeless, lifeless. They're not simply phantoms. Why are my grandparents? There must be a reason. And from behind Rohan, the painting that they came to see, the the really creepy ghost man painting, uh, starts to do a thing. I really, um, really, really like the uh, 
this panel that has it, like Rohan is black and white, but the rest of the page, the rest of the panels in like blue and black. It's very neat. Which page? The one right after. Oh, oh yeah, simply... the the middle page. Yeah. There, it's the painting, and uh, the woman is still crying. It's like my baby. If I hadn't left you alone, if I hadn't gone back to the car to get my stuff, leaving you beside that lake. <laughs> my little Pierre, my darling, it's my fault you drowned. Forgive me. Um, and she touches the boy and immediately blows up with water. And kind of just explodes. Yeah. Hmm. Did Rocky just want to draw some inflation stuff? I guess. Ugh. That's what he let's did. Not, let's not get let's not let's not go there, Jack. Uh, come on, Rocky come on, went... Jack. Let's not let's not go there. We are not above that, Andrew. This show <laughs> is we have is to have less... a line, Jack. There's got to be a line somewhere. There's there's less than we're less than a bar to to uh, go over, and more of just a speed bump on the ground. That's that's what we have to clear. <laughs> Let go of him right now, and she touches him and explodes. And uh, as she's dying, it's like oh, I'm so happy to have seen you again, my angel. As her body rains down in pieces as Rohan is about to get swarmed by the living dead and an arm comes out from the painting because the subject of the painting is this woman in this uh, kimono and she becomes real for a second mm-hmm. and we see that it's Nanase the woman that he saw the ass of <laughs> and everything's just really confusing <laughs> And Rohan comes to this conclusion. It's like, oh hell, I'm I'm dreaming. What? <laughs> As uh, he starts to get ripped apart by his ghost uh, zombie grandma, it's like, mm, oh, that's that's what you love to see. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> oh god. And but, just uh... getting ripped to pieces. And as so Nam- Namase, Namase uh, forgive me, Rohan, forgive me. Forgive Please me. don't be angry at me. I had no other choice. This hatred had to emerge one day. All of all those, those people, peop- all those close ones, those creatures coming out of the stairs, they're all our kin, our ancestors. They're the interpreter's child, my grand- my grandparents, all of them. They lived long before us. We're going to perish like our wife, like our loved ones. Perished all that hatred. Oh, it's coming from the painting. It's that black painting that's attacking us. It's alive. It's using the hatred of our kinfolk for kin no folk? one in the world. The yeah. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> kinfolk? Like, our. I never, I have, I've heard kin and I've heard folk. I never heard kinfolk. Eh, that's fine. Um, for no one in the world can escape the bonds of blood. That painting has absolute power. Oh, no. I'm trapped. I have to cut. The thread of my memories. Heaven's door. I'm going I'm going to rewrite it. Erase it's a, it's everything. It's a great looking Heaven's door. Yeah. And he writes in his own book, Erase All My Memory. And he... Oh, this is a really cool sequence. Like, all the apparitions are blasted back. Because to Rohan now, they're nothing. Because he can't remember them. Mm. It's like... And he wakes back up. It's like, ah, oh, 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 God. Ah, oh. Just a lot of pages of him grunting. Rub Ugh. these words on your face. Is is that what that says? Oh, yeah. Rub these words on your face. Rub 
what? And he, he is able to uh, rub off the thing that says erase my memory from his uh, Facebook there. Um, mm-hmm. And that that did it. And then we get some exposition. The pigment the painter Nizamon had extracted from the 2,000-year-old tree came from a substance drawn from insects living in the very heart of the millennial trunk. Infinitely black creatures resembling spiders lurking in the darkness since the dawn of time. Nizamon used that pigment for his canvases before being executed. His loathing for having known such a fate was forever locked into that painting, a work of infinite creativity. Oh... At the approach of any living being, the painting senses the heat or the breath of life. Thus, when someone wants to see it more closely, those monsters awaken as one with the master's hatred. The creature's traces contained in that black color tack the person through his or her own memories. Oh, God. And that's it. Oh, is... Oh, nope, sorry. Ugh. I, I don't like how this story ends, Andrew. It kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, the ending the ending is just kind of like, oh, and that's it. But uh, this drawing, this full page of uh, nom- Nomine or Namase or whatever her name Nanase. is. Nanase. looks is a nice it's a nice page. Yeah, and it turns... Oh, by the way, it turns out Nanase was a ghost. Uh, oh, she was a ghost the whole time. Yeah, because she was uh, Nizamon's wife... Uh, he was just executed after his wife, so she was his widow, and uh, since her death, she tried to lock away the hatred at the heart of her portrait. She incarnated the curse of the canvas, killing people for 300 years. Her intention was to forever seal away the heart of her husband, doing so through me. Why did she rip up my drawings? Well, who knows what would have happened if 10 years earlier she hadn't destroyed my drawings. Probably would have killed me. I've ended up cutting it to pieces. Uh, it's like... Mm, it's, uh, yeah, man. Why she disappeared without leaving a trace? I think I have the answer now. Oh, I understand. He was just trying to become... Fr- oh, man. He was trying to come free again, just like her husband. She was trying to become free again, just like her husband. Freed from all human darkness. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's pretty much the story. You get an epilogue here, uh, which is, you know, some fabulous drawings of Rohan in front of the Louvre. Yeah. The creator from the Louvre who'd acquired the infamous black painting in Japan in, eight, in 1989 still appears on the list of missing persons. There's also the case for my four companions in misfortune. I fear nobody will ever see them again. As for the painting, I heard that after a, th- after a thorough scientific examination, it was burned. But is that the truth? My attempts to confirm that version have come to naught. No doubt because it concerns a possession of the Louvre. Thus, its mystery will forever remain out of reach. Oh, man. And that is the end. So that was Rohan at the Louvre. The Louvre, which is definitely in France. Which is definitely in France. and Not Italy. Honestly, it's this book is definitely more of a spectacle than it actually is a good story. Oh yeah, it's just fun to look at. It's amazing to look at. Maybe Araki's best art ever. Like, it's so good. <laughs> it's really well done. If he ever does like a full color uh, graphic novel thing again, we'll have like a point of reference to compare it to. But until like. 
a chapter of Jojolian is in color. Like, well, I guess some of it is in color. But that's not colored by him, I don't think, right? No. Yeah. I think it's just colored by the same people that did the color. Whenever they release those colored volumes that the scans come from. Oh, is that where those come from? Are they from, like, where are those from? Well, there some... are, there's colored releases in Japan. Okay. The color the coloring is not done by the, the translate, like, the people doing the scans. No, I know that. Well, like, I never really thought about where those scans come from, you know? Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. But, yeah. R- Rohan to Louvre, great art, uh, dumb story, uh, just kind of a neat thing that exists. And, like we said at the beginning when covering it, covering this, this is the only bit of, uh, of part four related material that was ever released in, in the United States. So that's, <laughs> again, that's weird and neat. And you look at the back of the book, we got some testimonials. Uh, one from Ain't It Cool News, the ever-relevant um, a geek news Wait, website. Do you? What? I don't have that. Where are you seeing are looking, that? Do we have the same edition on, on the back cover? Yeah, I just have the blurb that says, After Glacial Period and the Sky Over the Louvre in this collection comes another completely original story with stunning art by a leading mangaka. You don't have a must-read with its attention to artistic process and the almost Indiana Jones-esque mystery of an ancient relic mixed with a little bit of Japanese fairytale whimsy. Rohan at the Louvre is a truly is a truly unique reading experience. Ain't it cool news? I don't have any of that. Wow, we have different editions then. Wait, do I have like a first edition? <laughs> do I? Hang on, that'd be neat. What's your ISBN? What's the last four digits of your ISBN? Um, Mine's 6150. Same. Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) Maybe this is a different printing? Oh, yeah, I have a... Does yours on the the first page from the left, like the one that says, Careful, here on the last page here, idiot. Um, At the very bottom, like, what does it say? Because mine says, First Publication, April 2012. Oh, mine says fourth printing, December 2015. Oh, guess, look who's the weak one now. Oh, Jack's got the rare one. Jack's got the first edition printing. Oh, wow. Jack's got the cool one. I'm bad. I'm the bad one. Yeah, because I did buy this in uh, October 20, on October 28th, 2012. I've had this book for five years. Jack's Jack's always been a better JoJo fan than me, and he has the book to prove it. I, I, you know, you know, well, not really, because I, we've got some time at the back end of this episode. Let's talk about how we got into JoJo. Oh, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, my my story sucks, so you should go first. Oh, okay. The year was twenty one two. This has been What a Beautiful Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> no, we won't see you next week. Um, the year was 2012. And I think that was... I think that... What, was that the announcement that the Phantom Blood anime was uh, going to be a thing? I don't remember. I wasn't paying attention back then. Well, because I had been reading manga like really heavily for 
like a few years at that point like i had a uh, graveyard shift at the library at my first school where i would just like read stuff and that's where i like first read one piece which was like the major first major manga i got into and i would just sit at the computer from like uh, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. and just read One Piece because who goes to the library at, at 2 a.m. when it's not finals? Nobody. <laughs> um, I would just bounce around stuff like that. So I that was that was the period in which I had gotten into manga, and then I had heard about JoJo's at some point, like when I was reading Hunter Hunter, and people compared like the power systems, and I tried to read. Uh, the JoJo wiki at that point. This must have been like 2011. And it was just all nonsense. <laughs> like, it wasn't very well curated. So the way it described stands was very abstract and strange. Um, instead of just calling them punch ghosts, it was like like the ghostly ripple and stuff I couldn't even like understand. So I would just bounce right off it. But then I heard, like, the anime was starting. The anime aired uh, October 5th. So sometime before then, like, in 2012, I, like, got real hard into JoJo. Like, I like I, like read everything that there was, which I think at that point, um, JoJolian was on chapter... Oh, God. It might have been, like, the Robbing Road arc at that point. Maybe a little bit before... It was, uh, because I think that was the same point at which it was like the 30th anniversary, no, the 25th anniversary, because we just had the 30th anniversary, because Jojolian had a lot of uh, month-long hiatuses, because Rocky had to work on, like, all the stuff. And so, uh, five years. <laughs> five years. What, what, what is your story, Andrew? My story is that right around the time, ha about halfway through uh, the Stardust Crusaders anime airing, uh, people were just like, you should watch this anime. And I said, okay. And so I watched, <laughs> um, I remember the first time I ever watched it was the weekend of Anime Expo that year, where they had the test dub of the first three episodes of Stardust Crusaders. That was the first time I ever watched it. Oh, wow. And they still have only dubbed those three episodes. Yep, but there is confirmation that the, the, the part three dub is still happening. They just, uh, Richard Epcar, like, put out a tweet of him. In, that's in the right, movies. that's right. So, that's good. But, so I watched those three episodes, and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> I remember my first reaction is just like, uh, why does Jotaro get the shit, like, sliced out of him, but he's just fine? I remember that was one of my first reactions. Like, this man should be dead. <laughs> Several times over. He was fighting Kakyoin and just getting the shit, like, cut up out of him. I was like, the fuck is going on? But, uh, so after, like, a little bit more convincing, I decided to watch it from the beginning. So I watched uh, Phantom, uh, Phantom Blood, which I thought was pretty cool. But, uh, mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I started Battle Tendency. Because that's, <laughs> that, that... I think watching that wa original watch of Battle Tendency might have been a, a kind of a life-affirming moment for me. Uh, that's when I, I really realized, like, holy shit, this this is the thing for me. This is this is the thing I got to experience. So I watched all of Battle Tendency, mm -hmm. got caught up with uh, Stardust Crusaders, watched Stardust Crusaders every week until it ended, and I was sad. 
And then uh, right around the time that uh, it was like uh, right before uh, Diamond is Unbreakable, the anime started airing. I was in this really boring uh, science class in my in my last year of college. Mm-hmm. It was like an STL class. It was like it was like fifth grade level like uh, metrics and measurements and <laughs> nonsense just to get a credit to graduate. So yeah. during the lecture part of that class, I just started reading JoJo. <laughs> I was in the very back of the classroom and I just had my tablet. And I would just read, I just decided to read all of JoJo, and through most of that class, I read, that's where I read, you know, I read part four for the first time, read part Mm -hmm. five, part six, uh, I read all of that, and, uh, I eventually just, like, caught up with the manga, and I've been, I've been caught up with Jojolian, I think it's been about a year by, at this point, which is crazy. I remember when I caught up with Jojolian, it was right around the time, it was right before the, the, the Demo Tamaki arc was gonna start. So like, oh yeah, that God, that that was a good time to get into JoJoian because like, oh hell yeah, d- d- I was looking at the dates of JoJoian chapters and it would have been right around like chapter four, chapter five, I got into it, and whoo boy, <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, and I haven't really actually been into JoJo for all that long. I think it's maybe been like two maybe going on three years at this point yeah but But uh i can definitely say it's extremely important to me yeah it's it's very good um because like i I read a lot of manga andrew i read a lot so when i think of the things that i look forward to each month i have to like really pick i have to really think about it because like Jojolian, like, is always the friend I can count on to come through with something, like, cool. Sometimes sometimes it's not as good as it could be. Like, because Blue Hawaii Parts 1, 2, and The Man Who Lives by the Pond Parts 1 and 2. Like, it was all set up to what we're getting right now. Like, um, there's some other monthlies I read that are as good if not better than what jill Julian is now if anyone out there is looking for recommendations i highly recommend fire punch which is as great as it sounds it's about a man who is always on fire and cannot die and is Thank always God. in pain um also helk is really good h-e-l-c-k I just, I'm just like talking about manga. It's it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, Jolien's the only manga I read, but uh, I used to read a lot of manga when I was younger. Like, yeah, I've seen your room. Yeah, I mean, that's well, that's always was the funny part about me personally is that like back in high school, I knew a lot of people that were into anime, and I was like, nah, I only read Comics. manga. Oh, you were that guy? Yeah, I was Holy like, shit. I would be the guy that'd be like, all the anime adaptations of the manga I read are bad. I was like that with Death Note. I was like that with Dragon Ball. I was like that with Yu Yu Hakusho <laughs> and Hikaru Nogo and like all of these like weekly jump shit that I used to engorge my life with. And I was just like, oh, all of these anime adaptations are bad. And I've gotten over all of them except one. I still think the Rurouni Kenshin anime is vastly inferior to Rurouni Kenshin the manga. Which, in sure. case you were wondering, 
if it wasn't for JoJo, Kenshin would still be my favorite manga to this day. <laughs> Love Roni Kenshin. If you never read that, you should read that. I I did uh, marathon Hikari no Go in like a couple days. That was that was a pretty good read. Aside from the part when spoilers for Hikaru no Go, um, <laughs> when Sai dies or leaves, like he just leaves, and Hikaru is just sad for twenty chapters. Like hand to God, I just skipped those twenty chapters, and like I came back. Oh, in nothing when he wrong got with over, that. Yeah, when Dude, he got jump, over himself. Jump manga is like from from like that era was like a whole lot of garbage. It was like. It was all about sifting through the nonsense. That's just that's yeah. just that old shonen manga in a nutshell. And how could yeah. I even forget about Trigun? Trigun's another one that I was just like, oh, everybody used to go on about Trigun. I'm like, have you read the manga? Have you read Trigun Maximum? No. It makes the anime adaptation look like a waste <laughs> of time. <laughs> I'm sure. I have watched Trigun. I like Trigun a bunch, but yeah, but I've like, never read it. Original Trigon and Trigon Maximum, which are different for some reason. I don't know. They're one big story, but oh. are a really, really good manga. Hmm. And you know oh. what? Here's a timely manga versus anime comparison. Oh, boy. He's a very oh, timely boy. one. Ghost in the Bring Shell. It. Way better um. as, a, as a movie <laughs> than a manga. The original Ghost in the Shell manga is very... Uh, I, I'm trying to find like how to put this the right way. It's kind of Erotic. like... Erotic. Yeah, it, it's kind of exploitative, like exploitative or whatever the word I'm looking for is in like explicit. Yeah, no. it's ex- well, no, explicit. no, no, ex- exploitive. exploitive. Yeah, it's like it's explicit and exploitive and like kind of it, gross. It's a, just more tasteful as a movie, really. That manga is like very grotesque, but that's just that arts, the art style more than anything. But uh, yeah, I, th- I feel like it was meant to evoke those feelings as this weird biomechanical like almost body well definitely body horror oh like, yeah i i love that we're seeing that in the same week same week as we're seeing the new power rangers movie. oh right we have a big week this week it's 21 7 we're seeing power rangers and ghost in the shell in theaters <laughs> That's... anyway i think i think the the listeners have uh, listened to enough of our rambles. Yeah, they, they've left. They've gone to listen. Yeah, to they've said, better. "Okay, these guys That's are nothing. have totally gone off the rails." Uh, ah, this show ended twenty minutes ago, but we're gonna end it officially now. And you know, just say thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, hope you had fun this week. Next week, what are we? Well, pro- let's just kill Iggy and Geb like one fucking thing. Just yeah, it. we can do that because we're gonna have. Uh, we gotta have to figure out what we're gonna do next. We have some ideas in the works for like covering some uh some pre JoJo Iraqi work, and you know for the love of God, maybe we'll just start fucking covering other things entirely. Who knows? Along with I, our, I would I would love that if I like if we could just cover like another manga as well. God, man. Yeah, maybe. that might be that might be fun. If you're listening to this, and when you're one of the few people that interact like with us comment. on twitter or comment on the sand or anything uh tell us how you feel about that idea or yeah. if you want us to say if you want to if you want to keep this podcast pure and devoid of uh anything non-jojo related which... yeah because i, I <laughs> if we could do the the world's only uh jojo fire punch podcast i would be in heaven I think you're gonna have to find someone else to do that one with Jack. Um, oh, it's there's only like 40 chapters 
only 40 chapters and it's really good and it's really all right fun. all right all right all right anyways yeah, so yeah, yeah. talk to us about this if you feel like it or or yeah. we'll just flip a coin I follow don't... us on twitter at jojo underscore cast you can talk to us there uh listen to us on soundcloud on google play like us on itunes give us a good old five star rating i actually haven't been on itunes in a while but that's on me um <laughs> but yeah Thanks wherever you listen. I'm sure you're listening. So we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks, guys. Take care.